And the lesson from the Christian Gospels this night comes from the Gospel according to St. John. And as I read this passage, you'll be able to tell that St. John is consciously mimicking and evoking the first words of Scripture from the book of Genesis that Katie just read a moment ago. John 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. That one was in the beginning with God, and all things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. And what has come into being with him is life, and the life is the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness cannot overcome it. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. Thanks be to God again for God's holy word. Pray with me. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So right now the earth is hurtling through space at 67,000 miles per hour on its elliptical journey around the sun. And at the same time, the earth is also spinning on its axis at 1,000 miles an hour. So think about that. You and I, right now, right here, apparently stationary, are racing around on a tight circle at 1,000 miles per hour and also on a larger orbit at 67,000 miles per hour through space around the sun. Therefore, the reliable rhythms of night and day. God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. And the light God called day, and the darkness God called night. And there was evening, and there was morning the first day. And ever since that first day, the reliable rhythms of night and day has persisted for five billion years and shaped our biology and our psychology more fundamentally than anything else I can think of. And so, quite shrewdly, I think, the Christian religion addresses this lived reality of every creature on the planet by giving us two great happy festivals. Christianity has a festival of sunrise, Easter, and a festival of midnight, Christmas. And Christmas is the time we embrace the darkness. I mean, think about it. O holy night, silent night, holy night, it came upon a midnight clear. Yet in thy dark streets shineth the everlasting light. She bore for us a Savior when half spent was the night. And now we are diurnal creatures, right? Night is not our home. Day is our home. And from childhood we're taught to fear the darkness, right? When the sun sets, our parents summon us inside from our outdoor play. And when we go to bed, our parents leave the door a crack open so that we can have some light. And they line the hallways with night lights. And then if we get scared of the dark, they'll visit our room to make sure there are no monsters under the beds or in the closets. So embracing the darkness is neither natural nor intuitive. Darkness is dangerous. But Episcopal priest Barbara Brown Taylor says, I have learned things in the dark that I could never have learned in the light. And these things have saved my life over and over and over again. And there's only one logical conclusion to this. I must need darkness as much as I need light. And Dr. Taylor says that it is a mistake for religion to flee or ignore or to scorn the darkness. 
to pretend that everything is just okay all the time. And she says that American Christianity focuses for the most of the time on what she calls solar spirituality. Solar spirituality is when we pretend there are no dark experiences and when we want to live on the sunny side of life all around the clock. And I think she might be right about solar spirituality, yes? There are many things I admire, for example, about Joel Osteen. I admire his luxurious locks and his flawless oratorical delivery and the 40,000 people that show up at his church every Sunday in the space where the Houston Rockets used to play basketball and the 10 million people who watch him on television every Sunday. There are many things to admire about Joel Osteen. He brings Jesus to the masses. But he does practice a solar spirituality. Every week, every week, he preaches a mild version of the prosperity gospel. Every week he will tell you, just trust in Jesus, just put your faith in God, and God will make sure that you are rich, popular, and trouble-free. And I admire that sunny attitude. The problem is that solar spirituality does not work when your life falls apart. When you lose your job, for example, or when you face a frightful diagnosis, or when your marriage is on the rocks, or when your kids are acting out in serious ways. Miriam Greenspan is a psychotherapist. When her firstborn son, Aaron, died at the age of two months without ever leaving the hospital, she, of course, woke up every morning in a salt sea of grief and went to bed every night in the same place. And this went on for weeks and then for months. But as the time went by, Dr. Greenspan noticed the impact her lingering grief had on those who were around her. When it didn't dry up and go away on schedule, her friends got uncomfortable. And a solar spirituality tells us that a lingering grief is unnatural and uncomfortable. But it's not unnatural and it shouldn't make us uncomfortable because given the unbending, implacable mortality rate for our species, grief is the most inevitable of all of the human emotions. Now, lunar spirituality will tell Dr. Greenspan that it is precisely the darkness in which she needs to sit and to remain for a while until time and kindness and small joys creeping back into her life will remind her that the sun will rise again and return her to the land of the living. And so, if you are in a dark place just now, I don't know what, maybe in a lingering, lonely, year-long pandemic, for instance, if you are in a dark place right now, embrace the darkness or be embraced by it. Let it teach you what it will. Let it tell you who you are and what's important to you. Let it tell you how treasured are the beloved people who are in your life by the lavish, unmerited grace of God. The Washington Post asked its readers to sum up the year 2020 in a single word or phrase. 2,000 people responded. Here are just a few of the answers. Lost. Broken dreams. Dumpster fire. That one was number six. I can't breathe. You're on mute. 
six feet apart, but closer than ever, daily search for small victories. But the Post itself decided that the very finest one-phrase summary of 2020 was submitted by a nine-year-old boy from Beverly Hills, Michigan. This boy said, 2020 is like looking both ways before crossing the street and then getting run over by a submarine. Yes. There's a lot of darkness in our lives just now. So soon after the winter solstice, this is literally true. So deep into a viral menace, this is figuratively true, too. There's a lot of darkness around us, so we will admit it and speak it and name it and hand it over to God. Carpe diem. You hear it all the time. Carpe diem. Seize the day. You hear it all the time because it is a shrewd and ancient wisdom. Live life while you've got life because there's never enough life to go around. It's an ancient wisdom, but also carpe noctem. Yes, seize the night. That wisdom is ancient and shrewd as well because there are things we can learn in the darkness that we can learn nowhere else. Night is quieter and cooler than the day. When the sun goes down and the air turns first orange and then gold and then silver and then finally pitch, a stillness drops over the noisy turbulence of the day. You get a respite from the sun's intrusive, stifling Klieg light. The night will keep your secrets if you have them. The night will give you places to hide if you need them. Romance is more likely at night. Conviviality flourishes in the amber light of your favorite tavern. Filial bonds thicken around the campfire under the silver glister of moonbeam. And the Stygian dome of the night sky is punctured everywhere by a billion wormholes of brightness. It's as if something or someone is trying to get through to us is trying to get through that porous, permeable membrane. And someone is. Someone is. Because a Savior is born at night. Angel choirs broadcast the good news for all people. A stellar anomaly still leads wise men and wise women straight to the ancient stable. Yet in thy dark streets shineth the everlasting light. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen.